Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Dave Campbell for Reed Wilkins tonight. Reed uh, handled Oilers now. For uh, Bob Stoffer, who was flying to New York, you'll hear Bob tomorrow setting up the Oilers game. Oilers now airing from 2.30 to 4. Face-off show begins at 4 with Reed and 5.30 the drop of the puck from the UBS Arena in New York. Oilers and Islanders start of a three-game New York road trip in New Jersey on Thursday. Back in New York on Friday to play the Rangers. Then it's the Christmas break. Scoreboard, and it's brought to you by Cougar Paint and Collision. Our family, helping your family for 40 years. The uh, Winnipeg Jets on the board as Gabe Velarde scores his fifth goal of the season as the uh, Jets cut that lead in half for the Canadians to 2-1. to one. They're just underway in the third period of play. Late in the third, the Anaheim Ducks with a 4-2 lead on the Detroit Red Wings. Late in the third period in Pittsburgh, Penguins a 4-3 lead over the Wild. The uh, Seattle Kraken uh, starting to fight back a little bit here. The Stars up 3-2 late in the second period. Just getting underway in about, uh, let's say, two or three moments, two three minutes from now. Calgary Flames looking for their, for their third straight win. They host the uh, Florida Panthers. And late in the second quarter, Monday Night Football, Jalen Hurts is playing despite uh, suffering with an illness, had to travel separately from his teammates. They're up 10-3 over the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks kind of digging in here a little bit and have calmed things down. Drew Locke starting a quarterback again for the Seahawks, who have lost four straight. Every win for them counts. Every loss is detrimental. Geno Smith, despite with a growing having a growing injury, uh, is dressed tonight. 780-496-0063. That's the hotline. What have we got in the text line there, Kellen? Oh, we got uh, from a fam- familiar voice and familiar face that you might know, Dave Campbell, texting in. Oh. Uh, your friendly neighborhood statistician, Brian Desjardins, texting Uncle in. Uncle DD, as he's known on Twitter. Well, Merry Christmas to uh, you, Brian, and uh, the rest of your family, Nessa, from everyone here at 640 Chad. But he yep. texts in and says, Merry Christmas, Dave. Patriots, Rourke. Discuss. Okay. <laughs> here we go, Davey. Nathan Rourke claimed off of waivers by the New England Patriots today. That's my team. That is my team. Um, I would love to see Nathan Rourke start for the uh, Patriots. I mean, Willie, I don't know. I mean, Bailey Zappi uh, has started the last two games, has been okay. Um, I don't know if he's been any better than Mac Jones. Uh, they lost Malik Cunningham off the uh, practice roster. Uh, I think the Ravens claimed him. Uh, so they, they were thin. So Nathan Rourke was waived yesterday by the Jags, who lost Trevor Lawrence, who's in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that's going to be tough for, for Rourke, I think, just because he had a chance to be promoted to the active roster and be C.J. Beathard's backup. I, I don't know what to think about the Patriots. I don't know what to think about Bill Belichick because um, I, I don't know if I have full confidence in him anymore. And mm-hmm. look, I mean, he's in his early 70s. He had a great run. People are going to say Tom Brady is the reason why he won Super Bowls. Well, of course he is. Every head coach would say that about a star quarterback. Uh, he put together some great defenses. And I'll say this. Their defense is not bad. Their defense is pretty good. I would love to see Nathan Rourke suit up. So I, I'm hopeful. Who knows? Um, but, you know, they needed a quarterback. And they snap up Nathan Rourke, and we'll see what happens. So I have I have a very quick conspiracy theory around that. So you, you might want to call Jesse Ventura and get the conspiracy oh, theory people. Love on it. This end, but yes, 
Uh, last time we saw Nathan Rourke uh, in-game action in the CFL was, what, the 2022 West Final against uh, Winnipeg, correct? That's correct. Uh, he had just come off of, what was it, an ankle injury, a severe ankle injury. Yeah, he uh, list right. Frank sprain in the middle of his foot, so yeah, ankle, ankle foot injury, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my conspiracy theory is simply, I think he went to the NFL to get a better look at his ankle and to heal up correctly while getting the NFL money oh. down there for a season. You know, maybe he sticks in Jacksonville and he didn't. Now, maybe he sticks in New England. Who knows? But he's he has both doctors and trainers in Jacksonville and now New England look at the ankle. And all that time he's doing reps he's doing all the you know the the, the practice stuff and and taking you know reps and that's with it's it's probably not first team offense but you know with the with the reserves and stuff like that so he's keeping his skills somewhat sharp yeah i think we might be seeing him come back to the cfl maybe sooner than later it's possible it's possible. And Kellen has a great rack of tinfoil hats in the control room right now. It's a whole <laughs> like whole hat rack of, of, of tinfoil hats. Although I think somebody stole a couple of them for stars for the tree out there. That's okay, awesome. that's true. I'm blaming Halsey for that one, but we'll oh, see. Well, there you go. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. He's brought to you every week by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. My absolute pleasure, because pleasure, it doesn't happen for me very often, but we welcome to the show. Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers. Kelly, it's a treat. How you doing, man? Same, Dave. Hope everything's going well for you, my friend. Everything is going uh, very well, and here we are one week out to Christmas, and um, I'm wondering if uh, a busy broadcaster like yourself, are you ready for Christmas? Well, you know what? I have to say, over the years, uh, I have not done a ton for Christmas because I am supported by my lovely wife, Donna, and she uh, she knocks it out of the park every single year. So basically for me, other than work, I don't really have to do a whole bunch now. I might have to go get some wine and some beer and a couple other little things, uh, maybe pick up the turkey, the years that we're having turkey and stuff. Right. But other than that, I'm I'm off the hook. I can't lie. <laughs> and, you know, when, when I look at the Christmas break for the NHL, it's three days long, and I, I'm not sure what the Flames schedule is. I know for the Oilers, it's uh, – yeah. I, I know Reed, I think he's got four days off in a row. It's going to feel like he's on, on an extended vacation. It's going to be uh, nice for him. But uh, when you played, you didn't get three days, did you? Or, or, or did it kind of depend? I mean, I, I don't think there was three scheduled days off, or were there? No, there was not. So – uh, on occasion, we did get three days, but that would be very, very rare. We always had scheduled off the 24th and the 25th, but oftentimes, uh, more than I can remember, I'd say probably in my 15 years, more, most likely 11 or 12 of those I played on Boxing Day. And let me tell you, Dave, that was not the smartest decision by my coaches. I don't know if anybody ever looked at my record, but it was terrible. I, I, best of my recollection, I can only think I won two or three games in those uh, years because I really enjoyed the holidays. Like, I really enjoyed my time with my wife and my kids. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so it was really hard for me not only mentally to get ready for the 26th, but physically as well 
two days off didn't suit me all that that well but now that we have guaranteed three days off i like it because uh even as a broadcaster that means that i'm going to get for sure three days off even if they play on the road as you would know with the oilers if they play on the road on the 27th they leave the morning of the 27th now they're not allowed to leave uh, on the 26th so mm-hmm. it guarantees three days which is really really great you know i wonder what it was like um you know, back when you played, I think there's more opportunity now for players to maybe go home. Maybe it's not everyone can go home, depending on who they're playing the the you know the first game after the break. Mm-hmm. But but you know, I wonder what it was like uh, when when you were in L.A. or New York or wherever you were. And I mean, guys couldn't go home. So how much did the team become the family for for guys that just had to kind of hang around? Yeah, that's a great question. There was definitely get-togethers. I don't recall, especially when we had our kids, I don't recall get-togethers on Christmas Day itself because we usually had family members in. Um, But I would say this, one of the things we chose not to do is ever go home simply because I I think it would have been too hard for us with all of our kids. And going from Los Angeles uh, back home to Alberta would have been a real excursion and, and uh, probably too far for us to fly into Edmonton to see my mom and dad or go to Medicine Hat to see Donna's family. And so we always chose to stay home. I always thought personally that when we played in L.A. or San Jose and some of our players did go home and that's their right, but I always thought that they were exhausted when they got back because no matter where you're going from L.A. or San Jose, it's a long trip to most of the places where the guys are from. And so uh, I, we chose not to even consider it. Uh, but I think it's a great idea. Like when we played in New York, definitely guys that were from around the Toronto area, they'd go home. That's only an hour flight, right? right. So it depends where you're located in your NHL city if you have the the – remote possibility i'd say of getting home for the holidays here's a fun fact too i looked this up because you know i I always say it's nice when you don't have to you know work on you know a a special holiday including christmas now i'm a big hypocrite because there's three nfl games and if i get a chance to maybe watch five minutes i'm going to even you know right until my wife gives me the look and i'm like okay i'll put i'll walk away now the last (laughs) the last christmas day game in the national hockey league 1970 <laughs> so like, oh wow this has not been a thing for the nhl for a long time playing on christmas and was well, it ever talked was it ever talked about when you played or was it like no we just don't play on christmas that's just the way it is yeah. well first of all i want to go back for a couple seconds my wife never gives me that look so i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting at the kitchen table listening so i had to say that nice and and secondly uh it was never when i was a player there was never any consideration until later on when we had a a new collective bargaining agreement and there were if i'm not mistaken uh this may not be 100 percent accurate but i believe that there were discussions about having games on christmas day and we as the players association were quick to point out that we had no interest in that right and uh, and i i would think at some point that will be a negotiation that will be had at every single CBA because you 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 think 
the popularity of having sports on Christmas Day is, seems to be growing. And so uh, it wouldn't surprise me somewhere down the road that they do. I hope I'm not broadcasting at that point because I, I hope I wouldn't ever have to uh, be somewhere on Christmas Day broadcasting. Sure. But, but uh, yeah, I was surprised that you mentioned that. 1970, I had no idea that they played on Christmas back uh, long ago. Kelly Rudy from the NHL and Rogers joining us here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Okay, let's talk uh, the or- some about the Oilers here. Uh, they're 8-2, and two, Kelly, in their last 10 games. Sadly, the two have come in the last two games as far as losses are concerned. Um, you know, I-, I wonder if some bad habits are creeping in a little bit. And, you know, they won against the Chicago Blackhawks. They didn't start the game well, but, you know, and obviously Bedard's shot. I don't know you. You and Reed talked about that last week, but yeah. you know they they they're they're just simply better than Chicago. But you know Tampa Bay, they 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 fight back after a two nothing deficit against the Lightning, have the lead uh, in the third, and the the Lightning, you know, find a way to get pucks past Stuart Skinner, and then you know just a terrible start on on yeah. Saturday against the Panthers, and uh, even though they had lots of chances, the Oilers did in the second. Uh, you know, just 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 too much too 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 big of a hole to get out of but what do you see out of the Oilers in in the last couple of games maybe three games and are you seeing some bad habits and is it overly concerning it's not overly concerning for me they've climbed back into the playoff race they had the eight game winning streak uh at some point you know you're going to fall off just a little bit and here's going to be my so-called excuse and I know a lot of fans might not buy into it but During a busy schedule, a busy season, they've turned it around. They're playing really, really well. I always found that around this time, I started to get really distracted by the holidays. I know that you shouldn't. You're a professional athlete. You're paid money to be just that, a a real pro come game day. But I always found it a real uh, challenge to play right around this time of the season. And then I would say I, I found the same thing in January because of the dog days. And around the the uh, All Star break because I was looking forward to that. So and then once you get through all that, then uh, there was no excuses for distractions I found. But always around this time, and you know you've got uh, family holidays. You might have family coming in. You might have a team Christmas skate. You have all these other things that you that are on your mind, and so. When you look at those two losses, yeah, on the surface they look concerning, but to me they're not. So we we look at this team over the last you know ten games and their first line with Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Zach Hyman went nuts. They just were yeah. overwhelming teams. It was it, the the metrics are ridiculous. Their yeah. their fourth line was very productive. Um, and and very you know, also drew some penalties. Their middle six and Chris Knobloch brought it up after the the loss to the Panthers on Saturdays. Yeah. Need more production on the middle six, especially the second line. Now Leon Dreisaitl has seven points in his last nine games, I believe, four goals for a mere mortal. That's great for Leon Dreisaitl, <laughs> maybe not. So here here he gets Ryan Nugent Hopkins on his left side again, and. It, it, it it's just a sort of thing where it's like, okay, well, it's tough to break up a top line that's playing so well, but we got to help Leon, and we know Leon yeah. and Nuge play really well together. And now it's an easy time to do it, right? Because you've just lost two games, so it makes perfect sense. And you're always tweaking or looking at your lineup and looking for changes. Even when you're going through a long winning streak, you're always looking 
to make sure that everybody's still focused and alert. Because sometimes, even when you're you're going along winning streak, you can see some signs that, okay, we've got to be on high alert here because I can see that we're starting a breakdown here. We may still win, but you're usually noticing some habits that uh, aren't winning habits. And so uh, it's easy now that they've lost two and badly that they can go into this direction. But, you know, it, it, I've been around this game for so long, and it seems as though no matter how well you're playing or where you might be in a playoff position or, or nearing that, you're always looking at your lineup going – Boy, only if we had a little bit more from this line. Or, boy, I I, I only wish our fifth and sixth uh, defensemen were uh, doing this a little bit better or differently. And that's a good thing because you're always striving for perfection. So I don't necessarily uh, find that a problem at all. In fact, I, I look forward to it. I had one of the best coaches ever, Dave and Al Arbor. Mm-hmm. And, man, he would tweak that lineup all the time. And they were good teams. I mean, you look at the four years they won the Stanley Cups, and then we lost that fifth year to the Oilers. And and the guys would always be going, I don't get why Al is always changing our lines when we're on you know a six-game winning streak or something. But that's just what coaches do. Kelly Rudy joining us from the NHL and Rogers here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. One more for you, Kelly. And we look at Ottawa, we talk about head coaches, and DJ Smith's been under the – you know, under the, the spotlight yep. and maybe on the hot seat for the last few weeks. And uh, now he loses his job and 71 year old Jacques Martin takes over Daniel Alberts, Alfredson who used to play for him will be on the bench. And, you know, the, the reports out of Ottawa, it's like, you know, it's tough for DJ Smith because the players really like playing for him, but yep. Steve Stales had to do something. And I don't think this was something he wanted to do, but they've lost five of six since Martin was hired as an advisor, I believe. And yep. um, it's, uh and I look at the Ottawa and I go, I don't get it. They, they should be better than they are. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> now, hiring Jacques Martin recently was not a surprise to anybody. I, and I we also thought at the same time, I'm sure you did, that, man, if they don't start winning here, there's going to be changes. And Jacques Martin, hiring him gives him a great opportunity to get a firsthand look of his team. So even though he's not the bench boss, he has a real good idea of what he has uh, and what they're capable of. Um, here's my take on Ottawa. Um, first of all, we know how difficult it is to win in this National Hockey League right now. The margin for error has never been uh, more close than it is in today's game. Sure. So you can have a really good team like Ottawa has. You can have all tons of potential. They've got all sorts of things, what you would think, in the right, moving in the right direction. But sometimes it appears to me that they just didn't know how hard it was to win. Like they... They had great expectations, and I'm talking about the players. They had great expectations, but they didn't realize that every single game, even with the great talent that they have, they have to outwork the other team. It just mm-hmm. doesn't work any other way in today's NHL. You may get lucky on occasion, but typically you have to outwork them and you have to be stronger mentally, and I just didn't see that from Ottawa. All right. Uh, I know you got a game tonight, Florida Panthers in town uh, yep. in Calgary to play the uh, the Flames. Uh, what's the rest of your schedule like this week? I'm busy, Dave. I uh, hop on a plane uh, with the Flames on Wednesday. I travel to Anaheim. They're there Thursday, and then they're in uh, Los Angeles on Saturday, the 23rd, and then I hop right back on the plane with them and head home. I'll get home somewhere around 4 in the morning on uh, Christmas Eve, so I'll have those three days, which will be nice.
All right, you might wave to Santa then, you know, at some point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Well, he probably won't be around that early. So, (laughs) Well, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, it was great to chat with you. Uh, You'll be chatting with Reed again next week. And uh, Merry Christmas to you and your great family. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk at some point in 2024. Happy New Year as well. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Have a great holiday season. Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers. All right, Canadians and Jets tied at two late in the third. The Flames have opened up the scoring midway through the first against the Florida Panthers. It's 1-0. Monday Night Football beginning the second half. Philadelphia Eagles 10-3 lead over the Seattle Seahawks. Tomorrow, Oilers now with Bob Stoffer at 2.30. 4 o'clock is the face-off show with Reed Wilkins. 5.30 drop of the puck from UBS Arena in New York. Islanders and Oilers, the first of a three-game New York trip for the Oilers. Remember on Wednesday, Reed's back. Luke Gazdick will be his feature guest on that evening. For Callan Kennedy, I'm Dave Campbell. Thanks for hanging in tonight.